steal at center as Eichel lifted a stick. The free puck to Petrangelo in his own zone. Stretch pass. Eichel is in with a cutter. Third man Martinez scores! Alec Martinez, 3-1 Golden Knights. Nobody is ever satisfied with one, so we're back for a second hour of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Bennett looking cross ice, Stone intercepts. This time he sends it down. It'll walk ball and go into the goal. It's a hat trick. Mark Stone, the captain, makes it 8-3 Golden Knights with six minutes to go in the third period. From the Finley Chevrolet Fox Sports Las Vegas studio and live at LVSportsNetwork.com, here is Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. I want to mention this right out of the gate, and then we're going to get into last night's game against the San Jose Sharks and tomorrow's encounter with the Anaheim Ducks, three in a row. Uh, to kick things off against the Pacific Division before next week turns mm-hmm. to the Central, which will include an encounter with Connor Bedard. It will. I'm excited for that. But uh, this is going to happen this weekend uh, over at uh, City National Arena. Uh, Zach Whitecloud will participate in the great fundraiser, a meet and greet uh, with top fundraisers uh, as part of the Skate to Eliminate Cancer uh, mm. in Vegas on sun- Sunday at City National Arena. Uh, our buddy, Scotty Hamilton, yep. is going to be around there. So what's what's happening is in the next couple of today and uh, tomorrow, you can go down there and you wear a little tracker mm-hmm. uh, on, the, on one of the two rinks and you skate 5K. Nice. And you, you get some pledges, you can donate some money. And you can also compete to have the fastest time mm. in in the five k. Now, average wise, it takes about thirty minutes to to do the like, like thirty six laps or something. Okay, uh, so everybody can do it. And the most important thing is maybe get a little exercise. And on top of that, we try to kick this thing's butt. Yeah, my buddy Matt Kelly's going through it uh, right now. You've got people. Uh, everybody's uh, Chapman. We we all have uh, friends, family. And, and ties to this thing so we can skate to eliminate cancer. And Zach's going to be around there on Sunday nice. uh, to to help out with this. So looking forward to it uh, between um, uh, 4 o'clock, right around there. Nice. So, you know, go out, meet Zach Whitecloud, have fun. Meet Scotty. Meet Scott Hamilton. Um you're good smiling. friend, good friend of uh, good friend of Chris Chapman, Scott. Yeah, it's Hamilton. great friend of Chris yeah, Chapman. Exactly. That's this is the saying. second year that Scotty's done this yeah, event. I know, and, and yeah, it was, so I didn't scare him away. Yeah. yeah. Was, so remember good. last year, we we were going to talk about it leading up to mm-hmm. the event, and yep. Scotty phoned in. Yep. We arranged for it, and you and I, I believe, were at T-Mobile. Sounds Chapman sounds was accurate. Chapman was here by himself, and he answered the phone, and it. What was the? He identified himself as. Scott. Yeah, he said it's Scott Hamilton, and you had never tipped me off that <laughs> Scott like, Hamilton was calling in, and I thought it was a prank call. Oh, I remember this. You're like, yeah, you're not that guy. Yeah, yeah. I was like, come <laughs> on. And then you hung up on him. Yeah. Yeah. And we had to do a little make good. And, well, and he well, was awesome. No, about I, I didn't it, right? technically just hang up. You make it sound like I just hung up the phone. No, I said, whatever. I told him, I, I was like, you're not Scott this? Hamilton. I'm like, I'm like, come on, man. You're pulling my chain. Yeah. And a couple of days later, Scotty came back on and. Yeah. and like went through the whole story and he was and, awesome and was yeah. amazing yeah. he was forgiving forgiving guy yeah it was a nice guy that's amazing so go out skate to help eliminate cancer and meet zach whitecloud chat with scott hamilton tell him that uh, chris chapman sent you and, and like carrie boobles <laughs> should feel honored that you were less than welcoming the other day <laughs> with carrie <laughs> 
because you did it like you don't you don't pull punches. Well, you're like that all the time with with people when they call. When when the phone rings and I answer it and I I hear someone else in the background talking, I feel I, I almost feel like they got the wrong number. Yeah, well, Boobles. Hamilton. See, Boobles didn't call on the studio line. He called on the listener line. You, so were, that, you were pretty patient earlier today with the phone calls. Yeah, well, people thought we were giving tickets away. Okay. I like that when you were like, hello, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I have to whisper. No, we're not giving away tickets yet. Because we don't have the we don't have like the glass here to, to to prevent my my voice from picking it being picked up in your mic, so I have to whisper. That'll be in the next uh no, renovation. We, we don't have tickets. Okay. <laughs> Is that what you do? No, next, I don't no, I don't think it's the like next that. time we renovate the studio? Yeah. We're gonna put glass around you. A little, little, a uh, little glass. Get you a new phone. Well, Darren, the, I, the I, fortress I, of solitude. I hate to break it to you, but the next time this studio is renovated, the yeah. three of us will probably have retired from radio. Well, at least you didn't kill us off. No, I, I would never for do sure that. You were say no, that. no, <laughs> maybe, maybe you, not yeah. me. Well, no, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> you, you got kids and Jennifer. I wouldn't do that to you. you. Talking to him about? No, no, no. Me? He said if he was going to kill anybody, it'd be you. No, I don't want to kill anybody. It's not, terrible. Not seriously. No, Chapman. I know, but I wouldn't even joke was, around about that. That's really mean, Chapman. I'm not sure why you go down that, <laughs> what uh, you that path. 4-1 <laughs> over San Jose. So After funny. a 4-1 win mm-hmm. over the Seattle Kraken. If Vegas repeats that tomorrow, mm-hmm. they will have got through like the, the way the games have gone. Opening week without trailing. Yeah. Like, they have not trailed in a game yet. They haven't. Um, they haven't trailed in a game. They've got eight goals from eight different goal scorers, yeah. which is, again, just kind of ridiculous. Points from 10 different guys last night? Yeah. And I think 17 of 20 have, have a point so far on the season. So when you look at that for the Golden Knights, like, there's not a lot to to parse through or, or pick apart in, in terms of these two games. Yeah, there are aspects that that are going to get better over the, over the course of time. But the fact of the matter is, you get to open up two and zero. You've done your part. You 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 made the games at times as uneventful as they needed to be, and it's been really a, a, a masterclass in a team that's incredibly deep and they can rely on that depth on a night to night basis. Compare these two games. Yeah, the goal scorers in the opener. Yeah, so you had Marcheseau, Barbashev, Stevenson, and Eichel. Stars. Yeah. The goal scorers last night. Yeah, you have Nick Haig, you have Michael Amadio, you have Pickles, Pickles, Braden Pahal, and you've got Nick Waugh. Depth. Yeah. Yeah. You you won the games in totally different fashion. Yes. Defenseman scoring last night. Mm-hmm. By the way, you, you probably didn't see it because you were doing your job on, on the radio, but Ashley spoke with Hager mm-hmm. after his his goal in, in the second intermission, and he said he was just trying to hit the net on yeah. that one-timer. But the idea of switching sides and being on his one-timer side, because normally he's a left defenseman, that came from Petrangelo mm. a couple of shifts before because they had an extended zone time. Yeah. And it was Petro on the bench, he's always talking, he, and he sees the game and, and uh, coaching through the game with his partner and said, when we get down there, let's switch to our one timer side. Mm-hmm. So that was that was initiated a couple of shifts before by Petrangelo and Hag ends up slamming it home. And but Ashley talked to him about the the clapper, the Hager bomb, mm-hmm. and he said, Yeah, it went went five hole and then he kind of giggled. 
<laughs> because nobody scores five hole. Right. Like you do not score five hole anymore. Oh, you can when like when it comes off your stick like that. But he was there. Kakanen was there. It was a weird. It almost like it curved or something like that. Yeah, maybe it did uh, going in. But that that overpowered him because Kakanen seemed to be there. Uh, on time, and then Nick Waugh comes down mm-hmm. and just sends a laser to yeah. the short side shelf. Yeah. And Darren Elliott had the, the good point. It went r- in the perfect spot, right beside the ear, over the shoulder. Mm-hmm. Really hard for a goaltender to get the glove there. But then it ended up right in the in the middle of the net. Yeah. Uh, the, with the angle that it went Yeah, out. Yeah, for sure. I, You know, for me, I, again, it's like you look at how, and you've kind of touched on it, right? Like you've got two different games, and you've won in two different ways. And yet the result is the same. It's 4-1 victory for the Golden Knights. You don't trail in a game. It's as from a stress-inducing perspective, there, there's no stress right now that the Golden Knights have taken on over the course of these two games. It's been largely in control, and they're getting production in, in a similar fashion to how they ended the year last year from everybody. Logan Thompson starts, yep. finishes, yep. allows one goal, mm-hmm. and not overworked. No. Faced a couple of power play uh, by the San Jose Sharks early, which I think was was nice for him to mm-hmm. get into the flow of things, at least with zone time and having to be involved in, in the play. Uh, I, I, I liked his game last night and was uh, really happy that he didn't turn that mm-hmm. into a 4-3 game, yeah. which uh, sometimes can happen during... Uh, stretches where you're not getting a lot of ice time. Yeah, and I, I think that, you know, really for, for Logan, it was probably the, the the beginning of the second period, right? Like the Golden Knights took them about eight minutes to get their first shot on goal in the second period. It's not like they were under siege by any stretch uh, from San Jose, but I just think... No, that the was fact, the best, San Jose's best stretch of the game. It was, it was the but the fact of the matter is, like, Logan in that spot needed to be good. He needed to make the saves he had to make by the Golden Knights, a little bit of time to get themselves back in, in, into the game in the second and he did what Aiden Hill did in game number one early on. He got he bought them time to get to where they needed to be, and and that's what you're looking for your goaltenders to do. Confidence early from both goaltenders. Yeah, you'll take it right out of the gate. Mm-hmm. Uh, is is outstanding. Now, there's one thing that they want to get away from. The last four games, going back to the games in the preseason, mm-hmm. they've taken at least two penalties. In the first yeah. period, yeah, and that's just you're you're playing with fire there. Sure, yeah. they they got behind against uh, Colorado, mm-hmm. came back. Mm-hmm. Uh, they uh, were forced to rally against the L.A. Kings, mm-hmm. and the last two games they they've been perfect. They they've been perfect on the penalty kill mm-hmm. through two games. Yeah. So so it hasn't cost them, including the five minute major in in the opener against Seattle. But being shorthanded. In, twice in the first period is a challenge. You're trying to get through that without being scored on, but it also throws the r- rhythm uh, of the game as guys try to to, to get out there re- the regular shifts, and you got play, guys playing with with different people. So probably like to just avoid that. Mm-hmm. I understand penalties do happen, but two in the first period, uh, you'd like to limit that. Yeah, I, I'd agree with that. I think for the Golden Knights, that's something you can you can look at and, and objectively look to improve on um, from the first two games. You, you, you don't want to be in the box. You don't want to give teams chances, right? Like, you don't want to chase a game early, and I think you, you, you put a lot of stress on yourselves and on the players that are 
hopping over the boards on the penalty kill. And then, as you mentioned, players that don't play on the PK, they're, they're going to have a harder time getting themselves into the game. You might not get the best out of, say, a Jonathan Marcheseau until the second period when things die down. He's, he's taking regular shift over shift over shift. What do you think of Jonas Rombier? I thought he was awesome. Yeah. I thought he was fantastic. Like, you know, you, you mentioned not as physical as, as Will Carrier, but the, the kid can skate mm -hmm. and he can be tenacious on the forecheck. And, and I, I loved uh, there was a, a play on the back check. And that's similar that. to Will, right? Yeah, it is. It is. Just, Just the physical the, side. The, the hits aren't going to yeah. be there. And, and they're not going to be there with the same ferocity that you're going to get out of a Will Carrier. Yeah. But the the work defensively, a nice stick lift at, at the last minute on a back check from, from Jonas Romberg obviously gets the point. The assist. I, I loved his game. I thought he was fantastic. Yeah, had a, a role in that play mm -hmm. that led to a goal. Yeah, absolutely. Good confidence. I, I wonder if you're lowering the expectations because he, he is playing on, on the fourth line Yeah, for for offense. Does it come in in more regularity? It, it, it might because I, I feel like that is the role that suits him well mm -hmm. at the National Hockey League level. Until you get some confidence exactly. and then boom. And you're not you're not asking him to go out there and, and do more than what he can give you right now. I think you're putting him in a great spot to succeed and you know alongside really good players too. Like Nick Waukee and Kolasar. Those are guys that get around the net and they get chances too. So maybe it falls into place for Jonas Romberg in that spot. So Nick Ma, our buddy, I, I told him he's gonna have a big year. You did. And he said you're putting some pressure on me. He, he did. But he responded to the pressure. He absolutely He's on pace for 41. Did. Yeah, there it is. 41 goals. You heard it here first. Not bad. And Hag, I called that because of the way he's uh, changed his stick yeah. and it's coming off better. 41 goals, 41 assists, 82 points. Let's go. I like what I'm seeing here mm -hmm. uh, from these guys. Uh, if you missed uh, our number one, we just stated that we, we are not aware of the situation with uh, Alex Petrangelo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, he left uh, bloodied after taking the hag shot that was deflected uh, up high. It's funny, not funny at all, but uh, interesting. We talked to uh, <laughs> Braden Paul about yeah. being down low, yeah. the center line drive, and and he was right beside the post when Matteo puts the puck in, mm -hmm. and that's that's last night on the injury. That's Petrangelo, Hag's D partner, right, crossing in in front of the net, and how plays open up and you you have to jump into those situations and mm -hmm. uh, and take Pahala's goal he was he was uptight uh to the net so uh but it was the deflected puck and and got him looked like it either was a pressure cut mm -hmm. from the helmet yeah which is when it puts uh hits the helmet and the foam hits the the head uh squeezes up and it just the pre all that pressure causes the skin to break yeah and that can be sometimes gnarly because it's not like that crisp, clean sure. like a skate cut, yeah, uh, and and can really bleed. Or did it get underneath the visor? Uh, I I couldn't really tell, but when he when he first jumped up, it looked mm -hmm. ugly. I always feel bad for the families that are they're they're watching there. Yeah, but he skated off, uh, had a towel on. I'm hopeful that it's just going to be, uh, again, a couple of zippers and we're ready to go. Yeah, I'm hopeful too. I, the reaction, I think, from Petrangelo in the moment, it gives me hope as well. Mm -hmm. it, it wasn't a situation where he was he was down on the ice for a long period of time. He was able to get right back up. He was able to skate off under his own power. So, you know, you kind of hope that those are things that, that move you in the right direction. He's going to be okay. But, you know, for, for me, I uh, it's more about just, you know, wanting to see Alex Petrangelo 
A-OK and ready to go. Through two games, mm. it's almost it's perfection. Yeah, pretty much. It's not perfect, perfect, like shutout perfect. Right. But it is from where this team was, and shutout perfect is very hard to, to get to. <laughs> I would I would put these two games as with everything else that was happening at the start of the week and leading up to the drop of the puck this season, I would put the word perfect in and around these two results. I, I don't disagree with you. I, there's no stress if you're a Golden Knights fan right now. No. Like they've made these games incredibly easy on you as a fan. Like If you've got the expectations as a fan that the Golden Knights can do it again, that they can that they can go into this season and, and be every bit the team that they were over the course of the playoffs, um, it, it's two games of, of essentially the team backing that up for you. Now, again, 82 games, it's a long season. We get that. But it's been as close to perfect as you could be for the Golden Knights, and it doesn't exist in a vacuum because you do have the, the ring ceremonies and you've got the acknowledgement of what you accomplished and the banner-raising ceremony and all this stuff happening on the periphery, and yet the Golden Knights turned in two efforts that were, for lack of any better term, perfect. You're going to go down and get a picture of the, the giant slot machine tomorrow? Oh, I can do that? I don't know. I, I heard it was like in the hallway down there. If 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 it's available, yeah, somebody, it was. Let's go. Somebody it, told me that it was in a hallway down by. It was down it? next to the media room, but yeah. the part of the slot machine where you would see the the Stanley Cups was it on wheels? It was against the wall. So oh, against the wall. Yeah, so you you'd basically get a picture with the back. Was it? Was like it it's on? not available for the public, but if you no. were walking by and that thing's there. Yeah, but the the part you'd want to see it was facing the wall, so. Do you think I could wheel it around? Yeah, was it on wheels? I don't know how heavy it's it is. It's got to be on I, wheels. I don't, I don't, it, yeah, I, I'm, I would imagine it was. I wasn't really looking that closely, but. Can we try it? I mean, I don't I don't know. Maybe. But I think do, it's still going. Uh, do you know where, like, the photographer's trophies. room is? It was It yeah. was on that wall. Well, see if you can get the three trophies, like Cavino and Rich said. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Three Stanley Cups. <laughs> the, the guys that are on before us mm-hmm. on Fox Sports Las Vegas yep. gave us a shout-out. Because we're talking cool. about them. Yeah. I think it's like, cool we, that they, we, we they found are, out. We have now bonded with Cabino Rich. I like those, those guys. guys are hilarious. Yeah. They're, they're funny. I'll take that. They do a show like I would do, like if I was doing a full-on sports show, not just hockey. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I think we're similar in that regard with this show. <laughs> like, we do get distracted. They're a little riskier with some of their comments, but like that's the kind of show that I would like to do. Where it's squirrel, boom, and they're talking about something totally random. I like the pop there. culture references that they have in that show. Like, like they go back to like the '80s and '90s with a lot of their pop culture they're, references. They're heavy on some like music takes too yeah. that I think are phenomenal. I, I, I don't know how old those guys are, but I get the sense that they're around my age and Ryan's age. I think with I think a lot of the can, references, I think we can okay, bond after there, the, yeah. They're around my age and Ryan's. Well, age. listen, not all like, of us are in our sixties like, like you. <laughs> I had a buddy in town. He's he's in town right now. He's turning sixty in about three months. Yeah. That's scary, man. Is it? When buddies of yours, I'm not yeah. close to that. I'm not north of 50, but uh, I'm not even close to 60. But just when your buddies are turning 60, I'm, I'm that's starting to, old, man. I'm starting to feel that way about 40. Yeah, 40 didn't bother me at all. I'm starting to feel that way. 30 about was a bit of a kick in the I, behind. Well, I 40 st- was like, ah, fine. I still feel like I'm 25. Mm-hmm. But then I start to think about all the things that my kids have no idea existed back in the day. Oh, don't worry about that. Oh, that that hurts me. Yeah. No, where it gets weird is like when there's references 
like example, the other day I was reading something about a Beastie Boys song, and there was a reference in one of the Beastie Boys songs yeah. from Ill Communication, which came out like when I was a freshman in high school. And the the sample in the song was from the mid-60s, and it's closer to the mid-60s with that song than it is from today to when that song was released. I have no idea what you just said. It's simple. I, so, I, can't, I, can't, I could not follow that. Put two points. You have okay. two points. Yes. One at the beginning, one at the end. Yes. You, you expect that this song that Chapman's talking about is going to be right in the middle or closer to today than it would be to yesterday or, oh, okay. or the other one. No, I get it. And it's closer to way back in the past than it is to today. I'm sorry. I just I kind of zoned out there. Yeah, we know. When, yeah. when he got to a certain stage, it's, it's, like, I'm it, not following It's him. math to a degree. I, I get it. The yeah, but it's, Golden it, it, Knights didn't practice today. No. Supposed to. Hmm. It was on the schedule. Yeah. They changed their approach. Hmm. And I think you're going to see this. Bruce has hinted at it. Mm-hmm. Like he's going to be more flexible. The the schedules, practice schedule is going to be more fluid. And I don't think that this is a reward for the two games. Mm-hmm. But because they were able to play well in those two games and produce four points in those two games, and everything that's happened in the last nine days coming off training camp, he just said, "We'll, we'll take our mm-hmm. our rest day." They were still at the rink. They mm-hmm. still did workout. They still did other things. They just weren't on the ice. Yeah, and I think that's some. I don't think that happens a year ago. Now sure. he was still putting a system in yeah, and, yeah. and yeah. getting uh, up to speed. I just I I think this is a a head coach recognizing the buildup of the fatigue and maybe just having to take a day away from the rink, which they did. Yeah, I, I don't mind the, the approach. Anyway. Uh, I, don't, I don't mind the approach because you're, you're you, you know, you don't want to build up the fatigue too early, right? And and again, it's been a lot surrounding the Golden Knights over the last week. And and even though a lot of it has been fun, there's, there's a lot of extra stuff that this team has had to kind of have in their mind while also trying to think about playing and winning hockey games. Mm. So I, I think that even if it's just to kind of get get a a breather, it's not a bad thing in my in my book. Yeah, I wasn't sure whether they would take today off or Sunday off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they don't play uh, again until Tuesday. Sure. So during this one game in four day stretch, they were going to get time away. Mm-hmm. Now they might, they might take a total day off Sunday or Monday. Yeah, as well and really recharge. But the way they controlled these two games, Seattle was was having to survive the first period, yeah. and there was a there was a push there. But last night was just clinical. Yep, clinical, no doubter. Good fight too. Uh, have we yeah. mentioned the King Cole? We, we haven't involved? talked about it. No, but it was it was a good scrap. Popped good... his helmet right off. Yeah, it was rock him, sock him, robots. Yeah, it was it was good. That was I... a pop culture reference for you, Chapman. And I had those as a kid. Were you good at it? No. Okay. Really? How are you bad at rock 'em sock 'em? My is there, I, I, is there a strategy? Well, I think you just mash buttons, yeah. right? How, how could you be bad yeah, at how, that? How well, is I mean, it, I don't. How are you good or bad at rock 'em sock 'em? I mean, I don't know if I was good or bad. I mean, you win some, you lose some. I don't know. I I, you, you hit the head of the. You, you, I, I wasn't keeping score of of my all time record in rock 'em sock 'em robots. How I did mean. you make the guy punch? 
You had there was a button. There were two buttons, one for was the there? right and one for the left, and you would mash the huh. buttons. And it would just shoot out. Yeah, and you had to the turn hands. them around and, and I thought you had like hammered this button and it, and it No, no, went. it was like okay. they had like like the old Atari sort of looking joysticks, but they had buttons on top. That. Did you have big toe? The field goal kicker? No. No, I don't even what, know what that is. What is that? Yeah, it was it was this, like rock'em sock'em, and you hammer this button, uh-huh. and the guy, the robot guy, looked exactly almost like the rock'em sock'em guys would kick a, a football. They should remake so that you, with you new set, You'd set up your uprights, okay, yeah, and then you'd move back, and Big Toe, this <laughs> was, this robot, Big Toe, game, huh? Yeah, would huh? have to have to hammer the uh, football. That must have been a a, a Manitoba thing. I had thing. Big Toe. Yeah. I'm going to look that game up. I've never heard of it before yeah. in my life. It's really good. Yeah. Did you have the old Coleco football? The I, little handheld? I, it was like little no, dots. electronic quarterback. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, it was so bad. I owned that. <laughs> it was so like, bad. I was so good at that. Yeah. It was boring. Yeah. But I would get in trouble because we'd be at the lake, and all I wanted to do was play electronic quarterback. I... I that one brings me some PTSD because how much I disappointed my parents by just staying in the car. Still cottage. to this day. You got Big Toe over there? Did I you find it? I haven't found it yet. No, no we'll, I'm looking. We'll find it. Bigfoot came up for some reason. I don't know why. Alec at work. He's a former place kicker. Oh, yeah? A, in college. Okay. And all of our – because Alec does the draft every year. All of our scouts found out that he's a place kicker. And he, to our hockey operations staff, the scouts, the pro scouts, the amateur scouts that are at the National Hockey League draft every year. I don't think anybody knows his name. <laughs> they just call him Big Toe. Big Toe. Yeah. Nick Holden, 55-yard field goal at uh, there it is. Edmonton Football Stadium. Yeah, you're right. Commonwealth Stadium. Uh, let's take a break. We'll come back with uh, some one-timers, news notes from around the National Hockey League. Chapman's trying to guide a plane in. There he is. Come out to gate 34. <laughs> Because he's waving around right now. Because oh. he, he's like, you got to give away tickets. We, uh, need we a, will. We need a uh, one pair here. of tickets. We have two pairs today to see the Dallas Stars on Tuesday. This is pair number one, 702-876-1340. We are looking for caller number nine. Didn't we do nine before? No, we did 12 earlier. Oh. Yeah. It's all numbers today. Caller number nine, 702-876-1340. We'll be back with one-timers next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. Carlson left corner, centered, one-timer, score! It's time for one-timers. One-timers. A quick look at news and notes from around the National Hockey League. Brought to you by Paul Padalaw. It's not about the injury, it's about the recovery. We got more tickets to give away at some point in the next half hour of the VGK Insider Show on Fox Sports Las Vegas. <clears throat> uh, we were talking about Connor Bedard in the first hour facing the Montreal Canadiens in the parlay contest. Mm-hmm. So Connor's going to face Montreal Canadiens for the first time. He's got a little history with Marty St. Louis. Okay. Did you hear about this? No. Marty St. Louis coached his kids growing up. Okay. His one child, same age as Connor Bedard. So Marty would coach against Connor every summer, huh. like from 10, 11, 12. Okay. And there was one game that Connor's team beat the St. Louis team mm. and Connor went over and asked St. Louis for a picture yeah. after the game. Yeah. So you beat him. Mm-hmm. He's a former Hart Trophy winner. You beat the Hart Trophy winner. Yep. Then you go over and ask for a picture. Mm-hmm. Connor admitted probably wasn't the 
smartest thing to do. Because <laughs> St. Louis is still a little hot. Sure. He wasn't yeah. too happy about it. <laughs> Fire guy. But St. Louis said, yeah, there is no doubt that you're dealing against a elite talent sure. in Conor even at 10 years of age. So if I'm Marty St. Louis, if the Montreal Canadiens are able to beat Connor Bedard, I'm going across the way and I'm asking to take a picture with Connor. I'm returning the favor. Totally. It'd be awesome. But remember we talked, was it two weeks ago, mm. about being Connor's line mate mm-hmm. in his first year? Yeah. And you'll always have that currency with him. Sure. So in 10 years when you're retired, yeah. you want to go to a game, you send the guy a text and you can get tickets. Mm-hmm. St. Louis, 10 years, mm-hmm. maybe he's not coaching anymore. Sure. But Connor comes through, you got a text, like, He's got, he's got tickets from Connor Bedard whenever he wants them. That's a good point. Because of because of something like that. Uh, Zach Wierenski is out for yeah. a little bit. Yeah. I think it was a, a couple of weeks with a contusion, if yeah. I'm not mistaken. It, it looked bad. contusion. It looked bad. It's um, a bruise. It's a bruise. Yeah. It, it looked bad in the moment, but that's probably best case scenario, right? Like, Zach Wierenski, you've had some injury issues over the past couple of seasons. It, it feels like this is maybe a year for him to take a, a, a big step. So uh, only one to two weeks, that's not too bad. You know things are going bad for you mm-hmm. when you know, that's one or two weeks. That's okay. Yeah. We can live with that. Yeah. That's what, that's the reality of the situation, though. Uh, Daniel Albertson, hmm. hey, welcome back part of the Ottawa Senators. All right, there that we go. That is awesome. Uh, President of Hockey Operations, uh, Steve Steos, awesome dude. Yeah. If you ever get a chance to meet uh, Steos, such a cool guy. Okay. Uh, he uh, wanted to make sure Alfredson's back in, in the fold. Alfredson was at the introduction of the new owner, Michael Anlauer, so there was indications there mm-hmm. that there would be uh, an ability to bring the all-time leading point producer, the Ottawa Senators, uh, into the organization again. Alfredson's going to be a cross uh, sort of mix between player development mm-hmm. and coaching. Okay. Now, I don't, they, they say we'll see where it goes. Sure. Alfredson's not shy. Okay. But, but he's not, he's not bold and in your face. He's a sweet. Mm-hmm. He's not, he's not that. Sure. But he's not shy. Okay. Part of the reason what, why he wasn't with the organization under the previous ownership or regime yep. uh, was because he wanted a little more say. I think this is really good. And what a resource for DJ Smith. Yeah. No, I, absolutely. I, I'm I'm all on board with it. I think you, you bring home a beloved player, right? Like Mr. Ottawa Senator, if we're being, you know, if, if we're looking at it from that perspective. And I, I think, like, it, it's important for the fans, too, to have – Alfredson back in the fold with the organization. It, it feels like everything's moving in the right direction for the Senators. Um, and, you know, you're right. Like, you, you, you kind of talk about a player that that has been through it all and, and done almost everything in the National Hockey League. From a development perspective, you can, you can lean on that. But from a coaching perspective, you can lean on that too. And everybody should be welcoming Daniel Alfredson back with open arms. Yeah. Because the owner likes him. And sure. Steos likes him. Yeah, absolutely. And those two guys aren't going anywhere for a while. So wow. you you welcome Daniel up. Even if you don't like what he's saying, mm-hmm. if you're that egotistical, you, you, you got to still. 
you gotta still say, oh, that that sounds good. Yeah, I'm I'm all on board. Daniel Alfredson sounds great. Alfie, he can go there. Matthias Ekholm, he's expected to play his first game of the year when the Oilers open up their home schedule tomorrow against the Vancouver Canucks. That'll help. That'll that it's got to. They allowed eight in their first game. They allowed eight in their first game. Um, I I don't expect the Oilers to to be as bad um, the second time around against Vancouver as they were the first time around. Uh, but yes, getting Matias Ekholm back in the fold is probably they, it's going to be one of the worst season openers ever mm-hmm. by a legitimate contender. Yes, exactly. Like it, it was bad. It was t- terrible. They got run out of the building, and, and it's and it's like it, you also put it into context of how focused and how displeased, yeah, and frankly how pissy Connor and, and Leon have been about losing yeah. again in the playoffs. Why are you so wanting, pissy, Leon? Hmm? Why are you so pissy? Wanting to win a Stanley Cup, and then you go out there and it's it's terrible. It's rough. Awful. Uh, Connor's with me this week on the chirp. Just oh, nice. dropped. Just dropped. Four o'clock today. Wow, Look Connor McDavid on the trip at there. I'm like, well, I, I I joked around that we wanted to make sure he was the real deal. Okay. Before he finally came on the show. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't I, I don't need any like five year wonders. <laughs> how did uh, four year wonders? How did, I, I I need I need some staying power here. How did that joke land? I didn't say it to him. Oh come on. I said it to my producer. <laughs> Actually, we had a good talk about uh, the where we did it was in like this little restroom mm-hmm. we didn't have like a studio sure and he was he was he laughed a little bit there uh we talked about jeff jackson joining the organization his former agent is going to take over from ken holland oh, wow. as general manager in a year and that's interesting like mm-hmm. your agent your confidant yeah is now your boss the guy that knows all your secrets yeah. but it's that I don't think that's a fluke that that yeah. occurred that For way sure. and, yeah, and, yeah. and Jax is I know from the Toronto days and if anybody was going to make the transition from agent to to manager in hockey ops, uh, Jack's pretty good uh, set up that way. But uh, we we get into who who Edmonton's biggest rival is. Hmm. Okay. And uh, how Connor handles it is one way, but what you see and hear in his voice mm-hmm. and the inflection says something else. So l- listen to it down And we also talked to Kevin Sheveldayoff today. Nice. The general manager of the Winnipeg Jets, and my old high school buddy. And he said the, the matching contracts. Mm-hmm. Like, how do you negotiate with two different agents about two different players yeah. and come up with the same term? Right, exactly. And he said they were kind of going down similar paths, and then they just made it work right at the, right at the end. But that was the last offer. Really? Like, right, he said... I said, was it the last offer? Yep. Huh. Right before camp. They wanted to, to try and get it done. And he said that that was the final one. Uh, but but he had a great response too. He said, was it was it going to be a distraction? And his answer was, No. I'm gonna say no because the next time this comes up and you're going to say, well, you said it was going to be a distraction last time. Yeah. Is yeah. it a distraction now? So he said, I'm going to say no now. So you just don't ask me the next time something like this comes up. There uh, it is. Went to high school. We were in math class together. He, he got me through grade 12 math. 
We know you're not good with numbers. No, I'm terrible with numbers. <laughs> not good at all. I, I, I'm fully honest with this. Yeah. I cheated off him in grade 12 math. That's amazing. To get through. How did you not get caught? Because the math teacher was also my advisor at the time. Like, he, he knew me uh, a little more uh, than, than other students would, than just a random student. And he knew that I, it was my only way to get out of his world. Yeah. So oh, he looked the other way. Got it. That yeah. makes sense to the, me. The teacher totally was a he. He was aware of it too. It was. I'm. I'm convinced he was aware of it. Like I could either hold you to the fire, yeah. or I could get rid of you. Yeah. I'm I could hold you to the you. fire, okay. and I'm gonna have to deal with you again. <laughs> or I could just like I, I don't think you're gonna do something with numbers anyway. Yeah. Get lost. Every time you use a statistic, are yeah. you kind of like, I did something with numbers. I like Mr. Persian. Okay. <laughs> I did. He did me a solid. He really did. He did. I'll always uh, admire him. Now, those are one-timers. News notes from around the National Hockey League brought to you by Paul Padilla. Paul Padilla. It's not about the injury. It's about the recovery. Catching up with Chapman's next. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Did you Insider Show? by the Jewelers of Las Vegas. What's up, Chapman? Well, I'm trying to come up with reasons to be excited for the Ducks because there's really not well, a lot of reasons to be... That was just be... a weird way to start yeah. a sentence. Well, <laughs> there's just not a lot of reasons to be excited about the Anaheim Ducks, but Trevor Zegras always gives you reason yeah. to be excited, and we'll get to see Jamie Drysdale. So that'll be kind of fun, but I think should be a... I don't want to say easy win for the Golden Knights, right? There's no such thing as easy wins, but... They should be 3-0 after tomorrow. Plus, UNLV playing for the Fremont Cannon, trying to hold on to that. They're up in Reno, and they're going to beat those guys. That's a nasty rivalry. It, well, it is because one side has a lot of jealousy towards the other. Because there was a time when Reno was the marquee city in the state of Nevada, like back in the 1800s. Okay. And Vegas wasn't quite as big as it was today or is today. I don't think anybody... Is still alive. That no, but that. but it's passed down. There's it's a lot less of a transient city. It's the rivalry and the dislike of Southern Nevada is is, is passed down. And there's there's nothing better than Las Vegas. Like let's just stop. no. I mean, come on. But I I met I met the uh, person from Reno the other night who is uh, part of what the Gold, the Golden Knights broadcast up there. I can't remember her name, but very nice girl. What and she's excited. What she works for the station that carries the Golden Knight games up in in Reno. Oh, yeah. And she, she was saying that she was telling, she basically echoed what Kerry said that, yeah, a lot of the games weren't on up there. So it was disappointing because there's a lot of fans up there who want to watch the games. But now they have that opportunity. How'd you run into this person? She was up in the press press box. But how did you run into this well, person? Because my friend who works for Channel 3 introduced me. They were sitting next to each other. So he introduced me to her. Oh. Yeah. I just. Bizarre, because you didn't really seem to know much about... Well, I don't know her person. name. I forgot her name, yeah. so I feel really bad about that. But did a good job covering that. Yes. Well, we covered a lot of a lot of stuff there. Could have said it was like Shannon. I don't think it was Shannon. It may have been Kim. Jennifer. Michelle. But nobody else would have known. No, well... And she's probably not listening. No. Like Covino and Rich Well, do. Covino and Rich do, yeah. yeah. Uh, Leo Carlson. You're not excited to see Leo Carlson? Oh, young guy. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know he was going to be on the roster. 
basically you put t- a lot of effort into this segment, <laughs> didn't you? I, I, you, <laughs> you don't know the, the woman's name that you talk to, <laughs> and you're not excited at all about the Ducks oh. and because, and you forgot the third overall pick. Let's let's just. Like, I didn't realize he was playing. Mason McTavish, like just throw that name out. Okay, there. but but they're not good. Like well, it's it's not it's not one what, of those. Their roster's a whole lot more uh, appetizing than San, San Jose. Well, that's not saying a whole lot about about either like, side. You, threw, you you said you said today you're like I I can't believe I didn't remember that the San Jose Sharks got Anthony Duclair. Yeah, yeah he had a good shift. Yeah, good Literally on him. Won. Good on him. That's oh the San Jose Sharks are going to lose a lot of games. Oh, by the way, I saw I saw a lot of tweets from from Sharks fans. They're still clinging on to the the stolen victory. What, mm-hmm. I don't. You're on Twitter tracking this? No, I just, just I, I see. Timeline? No, it comes on my time. Like, even people I don't follow, like, like. I know, it's like for you or whatever. You, you yeah. Know, you know what's amazing? Like, I didn't think I'd be able to exist without TweetDeck, but I see so much less stuff during a game on social media that it, it, it's made it's made a world of difference through two games. It's amazing. Like, it's just funny that that's like, that's like their Stanley Cup moment. Raise it, a it, banner it, for that one. It is. It is. <laughs> Chapman, can I ask you? Because it's an honest question. Yes. When do you start thinking about what you're going to talk about in catching up with Chapman? Is it? Well, it, it a varies. Day before no, catching not, up with Chapman. No, usually is in the it, morning. Usually in the morning. In the morning. Yes. Is it the afternoon? Is it five seconds before? No, it's usually we start usually usually you know when I when I, I I come in about two o'clock, so it's sometime in between like noon and two where I kind of start to think about it and I see the direction the show goes. Sometimes. So when, when did you start really diving into the Anaheim Ducks roster that you were going to well, talk about today? I mean, I it's like I said, I I I didn't realize that they had Leo Carlson on the roster. I'm not did watching. You look at their I'm roster. not watching any of their games. They've and and what they played one game so yeah. far. Not really a reason to watch. But you didn't like peruse their roster. Well. I glanced at it. <laughs> they, That's a lie. They, it's not a lie. I, I mean, I glanced at it. That's a total lie. The, the Anaheim Ducks' first game of the year will be on Saturday. Tomorrow. So tomorrow's their first game. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like I said, I, I haven't watched them. <laughs> I'm watching a real team. The one that's beating the Coyotes right now, 3-2. Uh, to two. You're, you're talking a lot right now, buddy. Like, I, oh, know, boy. I, I know nothing about being a lawyer and cross-examining somebody. Yeah. But I feel like Matlock when I'm in this room. Listen, I would just say Being nothing. Being able to take him If down. I'm on the stand, I'm not saying anything. Being able to. We, we bust you all the time. We drop. Like, no more questions, Your Honor. Yeah. You should be a hostile witness more often. I don't want to be a hostile witness. I don't. I'm a nice guy. I don't want to be the hostile witness. You you should because it's a better defense. And, and than, Rita's mad at you, by the way. What's Rita mad at me for? That you're now? picking on me today. I pick on you every yeah, day. Yeah, but it seems like especially... By the way, we have tickets. Okay. Don't forget to give those away. Caller number four right now, 876-1340. We'll send you to the Game Against Dallas on Tuesday.